The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in the game. Welcome back into the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. And boy, do we have a show for you. One of the best matchups of the season. Are you hyped? Oh, man, I'm ready to talk about this one, man. You hyped? Chiefs offense. Cowboys defense. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is going to be a fun one. And we've got plenty to talk about on this one. As always, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. We've got Chris Beam in the easy. back. Everybody good? Everybody buckled up, ready to go for this one? Strapped in, sir. Mm. <laughs> That's, that's more like roll. it. Yes. It's not really buckled in. It's more of like strapped down, yeah, make sure yeah. the roller coaster's ready. Oh, hard. sorry. Yeah, sorry, Rob. No, right, yeah. I didn't like baby seat around both, both shoulders. Hardest. Yes, yeah. The heart is going. I'm ready. Put the headrest and the helmet on. You, you're about to buckle up and get ready to go, Heckma. You ready? Of course. You seatbelt you pillow. You're ready. What are you talking about? Always go around yeah, your neck. You need a seatbelt pillow. Just in case it rubs the neck. <laughs> if I ever get on one again. That is the most bougie thing I think I've ever is heard it? you say. The kids have to have it. Really, though? Yeah, because the kids always fall asleep. Did you grow up neck? with one? Heck no. Yeah, I didn't either. No. So I think I think you and I turned out fine. I'm like MC Light. I'm a roughneck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the kids nowadays, they, they're not built the same. Oh. Truth. Yeah. Truth. I, if, huh? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Evolution. I'll have to. <laughs> I'll get back to you in a couple years. Yeah, and I'll let you know. Oh, a couple years. Oh, I mean, wow. I'm not putting. A no, I mean, you, I mean you, said, no, you said it. I'm not couple putting. Couple is two, num- right? No, no, isn't no, a couple no, two? No, no, isn't no, that no, the no, reference? Two, right? A few no. is, is three. Okay, a few. Let's say a few years. Oh, no, no, don't backpedal now. Don't you Trayvon Diggs me? Don't you know what? I'm setting the stopwatch right now. Don't you Trayvon Diggs me? No, sir. Chris Bean, please, please clip that, please. November seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. Stop at nine o two a.m. You stop this. I'm gonna get like a message from Rob <laughs> yes. at that day, and I'm, he's gonna be like, "So, put it so? in the calendar." <laughs> I'm be like, "What are you talking about? You're crazy!" Hell yes. Oh, so we are gonna preview the Cowboys' defense versus that Chiefs' offense, and the Chiefs' offense finding a rhythm against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night foot. Football put up 41 points. Mm. The majority of those coming in the second half. But before we get into that, anything come out of yesterday? It was a day off for the Cowboys, so kind of a slow Tuesday, right, Rob? It was slow, news-wise. It's we, awesome. We touched on Jerry Jones on the fan yesterday and what the right tackle situation might look like if Tyron Smith comes back as early as this week. Other mm. than that, I mean, hadn't been a whole lot of news in the – in the old bin there. One thing I, I did want to ask was, is there any significance of having DeMarcus Lawrence back on the sideline again? Uh, the fact that he was on the sideline. He he hasn't activated that practice window yet. We haven't gotten to that point. But he was close. around, right? Yeah, he was. And and I think, he's all, I think that gives some juice on the sideline. We talked about kind of – he kind of sets the tone for this defense when he's been out there. And I, he's also ramping up his rehab. I mean, he's doing more – 
during practice off to the side with Britt Brown than we've seen. Mm-hmm. So I think he is getting closer. I'm trying to think if there's any injuries. CeeDee Lamb had the arm contusion that kept him out of the second half, but I think if they weren't up by 40 points, uh, he probably would have been back in there. I think he's supposed to practice today most likely. That's good. And Heckman, I know you've been on a sideline like that before, and you like the sounds of the sideline too Love in it. terms of the video, and that was released yesterday. But uh, w- 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 did you like seeing Demarcus Lawrence back out there instead of being in like a field-level suite and dapping up the guys when they come by, at least actually having a presence on the sideline? I mean, Tank is one of the unquestioned leaders of your team, and it's got to be killing him to be sidelined and not be a part of what's going on. Just got to imagine all of the work that goes into this for these guys as as brothers, and an injury kind of ostracizes you from the group, and you finally can, you know, you're getting back to yourself and you feel healthy and obviously Obviously, you can walk on your on your foot again. You want to be down on the sideline in any capacity. I wouldn't want to be away. You know, I'd be back there with Chris. You know, <laughs> if there was something like you know, like something like that, because you just it's something that you do every day. Football is a part of it, and not only that. Like I said, he's one of the unquestioned leaders of this team. Heckma loses his voice, and he's in the back with like cough drops and things. Boy, just like we're sitting there with Chris. I'd be on here horse. <laughs> don't you worry about it. <laughs> what is it like getting a leader like that back, Isaiah? Um, you know, to, to Heckman's point, I mean, he's one of the leaders, the the the, the leaders that are definitely known on this team. Uh, I think they miss his presence, and anytime you can have a guy like that uh, present in whatever capacity he can be, uh, I'm glad that the team's allowing him to be on the sideline. Sometimes they throw guys up in the up in the in, up in the suite or in the stands. Uh, typically, the suite here, especially here in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's awesome when they can allow those guys to be a part of it because I mean, he's a hype man. He's a hype man when he's when he's playing. He's a hype man when he's not playing. I um, mean, you know, it's always good to have your boys there um, giving you that extra juice. Uh, but yeah, in terms of when you're when you're not playing, it sucks. It sucks when you're when you're used to being one of the guys, and um, even if you're just a special teamer, right? I mean, you don't want to be on the outside looking in, but especially when you're one of the the, the leaders on this team, the last thing you want to be is feeling like you're just isolated to just being with Britt Brown. Which is not a bad thing. Britt's awesome, but it's not where you want to be. It's not fun either. Yeah, it's not right? funny. It's not Definitely not fun. fun. Definitely right? not fun. Uh, this is this is usually a great tank week for the media. This kind of game. Yeah. And obviously he's still on IR, but you know there's been games where the Cowboys have matched up against a great offense, and how are they going to stop them? And I'm trying to. Th- I'm thinking of like 2018 against the Saints. Yeah. Where and he he will stand up in front of the media and kind of send a message through the media about. The confidence level of the defense. He's We're coming he's, after you. He's always had that. And that, and the, I remember that game in particular, that was the best defensive performance in a while for the Cowboys. So uh, it's that kind of matchup again. How do they, how do they stop this, mm. this Chiefs offense, man? Mm. It's, 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 it's a tasty one. Mm. They're going to need every ounce of that confidence bits. going into this game. Cowboys and the Chiefs have combined for 835 total yards per game entering the matchup, and that's the sixth most – all time in the NFL, six most since 1950 in a matchup later than week 11. So, I mean, up there with Rams and Chiefs in 2018, which we saw what that kind of game turned into. He's drunk. Broncos, Chargers, <laughs> Saints and Panthers, Eagles, Patriots, all of those in 2013, 2011, 2011. And then it's the Chiefs and the Cowboys coming up this week. And this is going to be a fun one. And, and like I mentioned, the Chiefs are getting back on track. And First off, I want to kind of dial it back a little bit for the Chiefs' standpoint and sort of deal with what the, I guess, the slow start 
dealt with. What made them get off to such a slow start? What were they doing wrong, and how have they since fixed that, Heckma? Yeah, I think initially uh, teams were getting pressure. Um, it, it all derives from the Super Bowl. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a word that's triggering for you, El Uh-oh. Rabo, and that's <laughs> blueprint. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I think I think teams saw in in the Super Bowl that what Patrick Mahomes does when he gets under pressure. He, you know, some of the cardinal rules of sports apply. You can't throw late, can't throw across your body. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes has an IQ and he's a you know great decision maker, but you saw at the beginning of the season he was starting to have some location problems. Um, and I think the pressure was starting to get to him a bit as well. I don't know, per se, if there's anything that he hasn't seen defensively, so it's hard for me to imagine that he's confused by anything. Uh, I just think that some of the decisions that he made clearly pointed out and that's how you started to have uh, those turnovers and and look just like with any other sport, whether we always use those boxing analogies, there's a guy, Prince Nassim Hamid. He uh, was a boxer back in the day. You may not remember no, Bannerweight yeah. guy. He would hit you anywhere except for under your feet. I mean, he was that good. Hmm. Uh, but the cardinal rule of boxing is if you cannot escape a left hook, you, you shouldn't be boxing. boxing. Right? You shouldn't be boxing. And finally, somebody cracked the code. I think Tampa may have cracked, cracked the code. And some of those cardinal rules of football can't throw late across your body. Some of the things that he's been able to get away with because of his superior athleticism. I'm not saying he's in decline, but some of those things are starting to catch up with him. It certainly seemed that way early on because – Patrick Mahomes had never been stood up. I mean, it had been to a point where he had never really just laid an egg. I mean, there were statistics about it all the way through the early parts of his career where he hadn't thrown under a certain amount of yards or hadn't thrown a pick here, hadn't thrown a pick there. I mean, he was as good as anybody to start a career in the history of the NFL, but then he pitter-pattered through the middle of the season. And and I think you're right. I think it came from that Super Bowl and it carried over – but it's also that offensive line, right? True. That offensive line is not as good as what it used to be. Yeah, that's it. So I have to. I'm, I don't want to say I have to. I'm blessed to be able to be an insider for a pod, another podcast platform, and we had addressed this a, a couple weeks back, back when they were three and four, and mm-hmm. it. And I pointed directly to the offensive line. And offensive line is totally brand new. Totally brand new. Mm-hmm. These guys have five new guys up front. Wow. <clears throat> they, I mean, from the, starting from the left side, these guys drafted Creed Humphrey, their center, drafted him this year. Trey Smith, their right guard, drafted him this year. Um, they had a guy, their last year's draftee, their right tackle, Lucas Nyang. Uh, he was a 2020 draft pick, but he opted out of the season because of the COVID. Right. Yeah. Um, you got Joe Thune that they picked up from the, from the Patriots, and then Orlando Brown they picked up from the Ravens. These guys, literally all five guys are brand new. So you're expecting Patrick Mahomes to still be Patrick Mahomes with five new guys that don't have any continuity. The things that we've been talking about in terms of Collins and and um, and Terrence Steele and and we don't want to move these guys around because of those those it might mess up the continuity. Imagine moving all five pieces. Mm. So that's what these guys have sustained. And I was one of the ones to stand up on on the, on the, on the table and say. It's only a matter of time. The light, sh- the light switch is coming. It's only a matter of time because you're putting, you're presenting teams recognize that there was a whole new front. So what are you going to do if you're a defensive coordinator? We're lighting them up. Let's light them up. Let's bring pressure because these guys can't figure it out. They don't know how to pass stuff off yet. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know exactly what to do. So that was the issue early on. And then Patrick Mahomes, I'm still Patrick Mahomes. So I'm still going to get out the pocket and do the things that I do. And what does that force you to do? 
Start making inerrant throws. Start making throws that you used to be able to make that you just say, my guys are better than your guys, and we're just going to make plays regardless. And guess what? Sometimes those 50-50 balls and those 50-50 balls went the other way. So that's what happened early on with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's why these guys are so dangerous because everybody in the whole country who watches football and understands how dangerous these guys are offensively, the weapons that they have, the offensive coordinator that they have, the head coach that they have, and the knowledge that he has. He's a, he's a Jedi. I don't think there's any questions in regards to that. Um, and, and these guys are dangerous as they continue to get better. Okay, that's all they're going to continue to do is get better every single game as these guys continue to get familiarized with each other. Yeah, it's kind of you know the Sunday night game against Las Vegas, and obviously they went off in that game. 41 points, got back to doing what they do. There was a graphic up there about how much less Pat Mahomes is being blitzed this year compared to the past. It's like 10% drop. Uh, the teams are playing more coverage. And honestly, like that's what you're seeing with Dak. To some degree, teams yeah. are like, look, we, we can't do this. He's burning us every time. Uh, and so that's that's the challenge with the great quarterbacks. So they're, they're doing more of that. And they haven't gotten a lot of variance in their offense in terms of targets. You look at the targets in there. It, I mean, we all know about Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, they're amazing players. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, they okay, Tyreek's got 111 targets this year. Kelsey, 89. The next guy is Hardman yep. with 56. They, huge drop-off. So, I, you know, statistically the Cowboys are the best offense in the league, but I think, I think you can make the argument that although maybe there's a similar approach to trying to play the Cowboys offense – Cowboys have a little more balance in terms of what they can do to, to counteract that. And, and the Chiefs don't like to run that much anyway. Um, so I think that's part of it. And, and I think Isaiah just spoke to it, too. I mean, Pat, there's probably some frustration there with, when you get played like that. You want to hit the big plays, and maybe he was forcing some things, and that's where the turnovers came. And also not to mention an added element to their offense will be back this week or is expected to be back, and that's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. <laughs> Yeah. He had been out for a couple weeks, missed since week five. Out like another week. What was that? Can't he just sit out like just one more? Just, just chill. now. It's not a foregone conclusion, yeah. but his practice window has started, and there is a great chance, quote unquote, from Andy Reid, that he does find the way. Yeah, there was the reports. Field. There was reports last week that he was practicing and practicing he was very getting, well, getting so. ready. But basically, last week they said, no, nah, not so fast. Yeah. This week let's they're hold, like, let's hold, let's hold yeah, you out for the Cowboys. We're gonna be, we're gonna get ready for this one. <laughs> uh, by the way, kind of going along the same lines of. Career and season success. Dak Prescott having a better season at the moment than Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But Mahomes is the career leader in passer rating, at least during his time. This is the fourth time that the season leader and the career leader in passer rating have met in the same game past week 11 uh, or entering the week since 1990. The other matchups, this is a fun one. Jim Harbaugh versus Steve Young in 95. John Elway versus Joe Montana, another Kansas City, Joe Montana, uh, 1993. San Francisco, Joe Montana, and Phil Simms. So that was in 1990. 90. So, man, there's this is this has got the, the feelings of a historic yeah, matchup. Really. but Instant I'm, classic. Yeah. Instant. And it's guys, I mean, Pat Mahomes has done so much already, but he's ascending. Yeah. And we know Dak Prescott's ascending. That's what's, that's what's that's fun about it. That's exciting about it. About like, it. like, the opener was great because it's Brady, and Brady's a legend, and <laughs> – and all that, but these are two guys that are, I mean, going to be going at it. I mean, they don't play that often, but they're going to be right at the top for years to come. That's what's mm -hmm. cool about it. But I, I just want to go back to what you were saying about defenses playing coverage. I think all around the league, that's what defenses have started to do. You yes. see more big nickel yep. all over uh, because teams are willing to say, I'm going to rush three, rush four, and drop everybody else back into to coverage uh, because you're, you're giving up so much in the passing league by staying with conventional linebackers and not hybrid 
safeties uh, that can cover out in space. And I just look, they never have, like you pointed out, they never have really have been balanced with a running game. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I mean, him coming back doesn't, doesn't unnerve me um, simply because I feel like our defense is playing well enough to this point that they can nullify whatever impact that he'll have on this game. For me, I just want to know how Dan Quinn schemes this up from a coverage standpoint because if you go back to the games where the, the Tennessee Titans uh, play them and just, just saying when they came up against some pretty good defenses – that often struggled. They they went into a shell of themselves. Right. That Titans game specifically, I went back and watched the first half, and the Titans just flat out dominated them. Not only that, go back to the Bills game, mm-hmm. and and you see those games where defenses that they don't have to sacrifice by coming after them. You talk about teams blitzing Patrick Mahomes, and there was I saw a stat against Dak about how he is rated when teams try to blitz. He's picking guys apart. He's the and, top blitz passer in the <laughs> NFL right now, and I think Mahomes has been since whenever, going back a couple years. Like but that just, the best rating. That just says yeah. talks to his IQ. Now, if you're a team that's going to put come after him with two or three down linemen, of course he's just going to turn around and hand the ball to Clyde's Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> you know, so you still have to stay in a base to some degree. I, th- I just think that uh, uh, for our DBs, for our secondary, our safeties, this game is going to be a, ge- a big game for them because they're going to have to play sound. Without question. Yeah. Yeah. These guys don't run the ball much. They don't. They're not. They're not traditional in that in that way. They don't. They understand that that's not where their strength of their team is. The strength of their team is getting the ball in their playmakers' hands by any means necessary, and that's not necessarily coming back and handing the ball off. These guys run more screens than probably any team in the NFL, mm-hmm. and that's how they get their running plays. Exactly. That's their running plays. Yeah. So I know people are like, "Oh, these guys, we can shut down their run." Yeah, you might be able to shut down their run. But these guys are going to run screens all day long. And that's like a, a long handoff. That's exactly, exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. It's, all, it's almost like how do you define a run these days? Because the analytics. Yeah, behind the line guys, scrimmage. Like. Yeah, I almost said geeks. Because <laughs> some people don't think like you should even run the ball anymore. And I and that's I think there's value in running the ball. But I think there is value also in if they're loading the box. It's kind of what the Cowboys did against the Bucks. It's just, yeah. Spread it out. to the outside. They do it with Tyreek Hill. I think Darrell Williams had. Nine mm-hmm. catches for 101 yards. Yeah. So you can kind of stuff that into his run production. That's exactly as well. what it is. Yeah. I mean, he's not even, I mean, it's, I guess, attribute wise, they're him and uh, Clyde Edwards, they're, they're night and day. They're night and day skill wise. So if Clyde Edwards decides to make his comeback this week, which I'm pretty sure that's why they held him out last week, we can expect him to have at least five or six screens in the game. And then you have to watch him on the screens. You have to watch Tyreek Hill on the screens. You have to Williams. watch Kelsey on the screens. Mm-hmm. So that again, you know, to that point, it's a long handoff, and that's what they, they are perfectly. Oh, they're perfectly fine. People talking about how they don't have a run game, and that's how they get their yardage inside the box. Well, even in a blowout win against the Raiders, forty-one to fourteen was the score, and. Patrick Mahomes still hit 50 pass attempts. He still went 35 of 50 yeah, for 400 care. plus and five touchdowns. Yeah. They're going to throw the ball around, no matter if it's a big uh, a big lead. Not so much. They don't really have that salt away tough back like uh, a Zeke mm-hmm. who can really kind of put it on the ground and just keep rolling yeah. all the way down the field. Now I know Tony Pollard did that against Atlanta quite a bit yeah. in that second half, which was great too. But I don't know if if Williams is that guy. I don't know if Clyde Edwards-Alaire, especially coming off an injury, is that guy. However. 
they're going to spread it out. I mean, they're going to spread that thing out, and they're going to get it to their weapons, and they are all very dangerous, especially when they have a little bit of space. And that's one thing that I want to hit when we come back on the other side of the break. How much space are the Cowboys going to give them? Because we know this already. The big play is a big deal for the Cowboys' defense. Can they snuff that out, and how do they plan on snuffing that out when we return with more Talking Cowboys? Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've already heard it. Jason Witten has joined that caliber collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right this second, right now on jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Dot com. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? Go apply. Freaking get this money. Dude, there is so much money <laughs> out there. Get your Cal Yes, oh, yes. Oh, hold up. Get your KY. Get your KY. It's like what uh, Mari said to CD a couple weeks ago. You, what, you don't like money? Yeah, yeah you're right. You're getting all these fines? Mm, What's going on? Yeah. Which, for some socks? Yeah. <laughs> CD get, said pregame, after the game, he said pregame, I talked to the... Yeah. League official about his thing. I think we're good on the uniform okay. stuff. Yeah, he's gonna get a FedEx, FedEx package. Like, yeah, FedEx package <laughs> come yeah. early yeah. on Mondays. Yeah. He's gonna get a FedEx package for a targeting <laughs> call on the sidelines. You see what he did with Dak? Oof. Yes, <laughs> I saw that yesterday. Oh, that was one. I wonder how he got that. Yeah, I thought it was a pimple. Yeah, it was not. That was, was a, not a, pimple, it was a straight battle scar. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that would be easy. Now, I didn't spend a whole lot of time with a helmet on. I was mostly on the sidelines when I played. But It's instinctive. You're not thinking of it. Yeah, you're just, just instinctive. It's just a yeah. habit. It's like whenever yeah. you, like, I don't know, yeah. you're just knuckle-punching somebody. Yeah. You do it like four times Maybe in a, a row. Or you give them a sh- short yeah. shoulder pat. Yeah, I don't know. You just, pow, hit him like that. There you go. Oh, look at those instincts. Yeah, yeah. That was quick. You had to be. Better than Dax 
awesome. instinct. Awesome. Instinct. Would've, would've get had, out of the way. That's a man. That man. That's a, a man that has a baby around. Look how fast you move. Whatever one move fast. All right, back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, getting fans back in the game. Oh, man, we are having some troubles. I'll just hold it. There you go. Um, Mention this going into the break. The big play for the Cowboys defensively has not really been the the best calling card for Dan Quinn's defense. There have been a ton of improvements on that side (laughs) of the football. The big play has not been one of those. So, how do they avoid that against Kansas City? Is there a weakness that you've seen in Kansas City's offense that can take away from the big play or maybe uh, downgrade it from there? But is there anything, Heckma, that stands out to you that where the Cowboys' defense could try uh, maybe something new to try and defend Kansas City? Well, you, I mean, he, you talked about the targets uh, for Hill and, and Kelsey. Kelsey last year had 1,400 yards as a tight end, and it just you know – that they want to target him. I, I believe trying to take Kelsey away immediately uh, is going to be one of your best options. And also, uh, with Isaiah saying about the offensive line, you know that if you can get that pressure, contain their running game, those things, those aspects to their offense, you got to eliminate certain things. Mm-hmm. Hill, man, you just pray that <laughs> you know he doesn't because because he can take it to the house anytime. And we saw that it was in 2017 at the end of the game on a Hail Mary, well, not even really a Hail Mary pass. He takes it and he scores in 2017 in the, at the last minute to, to go into halftime. I hated that play so Wasn't that much. crazy? Oh, I mean, man. and it's just, one, it's just one of those plays that he can make it anytime. And so you got to try and cloud this guy, put him in a situation where you, when he gets the ball, you get him down immediately. You have to pick one or the other, right? I mean, yeah. you, you can't. You can't double both every play, and I, I think I think it seems like teams are taking more chances just saying we'll, we'll, we'll take our chances with Kelsey, which is no fun in its own right. But yeah. Tyreek Hill is just – he can run past anybody on any game. given play, wreck the game, embarrass you with his speed. So, I, you know, that's, that's what it seems like they're doing. And Kelsey's been – he hasn't had the production that he's normally had so yeah. far. But he's he bro- heating up. He, he, bro- he broke out Sunday <laughs> night, though. Yeah, so. he's heating up. And the Cowboys, you know, tight ends have been a challenge at times. But J. Ron Curse has been a nice addition in terms of that, you know, counteracting that. And Jordan Lewis. What he was able to do against Kyle Pitts was really impressive. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Pitts took its lumps early. I mean, he was catching a couple balls in those opening drives, but then it was shut down from then on out. So, I mean, I'm not comparing Kyle Pitts at the moment to Travis Kelsey, but Kelsey, at some point, I think they're going to be on on a similar level. I think Kyle Pitts is that type of player. Mm. But right this second, Kyle Pitts is not right this second Travis Kelsey. No. You said what? He got to put some weight on. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he's he's coming out of Florida. I got, but I got a question for you guys. As far as Dan Quinn is getting a lot of accolades for his defense. Yes, but then. In the same breath, and I feel like this is disingenuous when people say, oh, this Cowboys defense can only be effective if they have a lead. Do you mm. feel the same way about the, their defense? Do you feel like, okay, they, they are effective when they play with a lead? Versus, and then you give Dan Quinn the, the kudos that, that he's getting right now. I, just, I don't think those two things go together. I don't think it's entirely fair because Minnesota yep. showed that they can stand up and win a game for you against a pretty good team. Or at least a pretty good offense. Right. Um, but I do think there's evidence over the for the vast majority of this season they have had the benefits of we can tee off because we got we got leads coming. But it all works together. 
because the Cowboys are posting all a lot of these points because they're they're tied for second in interceptions in the league. I mean, they got yeah. 14 picks. They're right up there in terms of takeaways. They're doing their part to help the Cowboys offense as well. It is kind of tied together. I don't think it's entirely fair, but but that is you're right. Like that's kind of the narrative right now is that they're protecting the defense. You can look at two of the last three wins and say that Patriots as well. You came from behind in that game too. Uh, I mean, I know you played with a lead late and then basically gave that up and went into OT, but. I mean, the Patriots and the Vikings game, I think you could take as examples of the defense playing well enough for you without a big lead. Every road game so far this year has been decided by a single score. It's been so every road game. So keep that in mind going into Arrowhead. But it's been decided by a single possession every single game so far this season on the road. That doesn't say that the Cowboys have been playing with a lead. They've only lost, what, one of those games? So... And that was the first one to Tampa Bay? Yeah. The one thing is it's been hard to test their run defense this season. It's been very hard. And Denver was able to do it because yeah. it jumped out early and it didn't go well at all. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a totally different matchup. We yes, just talked is. about how they're, you know, they're not going to hand the ball off 30 times. So I guess their luck runs out. Maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming back. Now <laughs> they, the Cowboys were able to pass over a healthy Saquon Barkley and a healthy Man, Christian yeah. McCaffrey, and now they get Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, they're going to get Clyde all right. Um, the, in terms of the big play, uh, to address your, your question, you can't stop these guys from having big plays, but you can limit them. Hmm. That's I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. It's like it's like facing freaking Muhammad Ali and think you're not going to get jabbed. You can, you can limit how many times you get jabbed, but you're going to get jabbed. Uh, so they're going to get their big plays. You have to pick your poison. So I think teams are starting to take the approach in terms of trying to find a way to double hill some way somehow. He he does so many of his routes are across the across the the field, and if you're playing man, you can't you can't play man. He's too quick. He's too fast. He's the fastest dude in the league, hands down. He's too quick. He's too fast. So you can't jam him at the line of scrimmage because he'll shake you up. If you play off, he's going to run right by you. If you try to double him, then somebody else wins. So it's hard to stop him. So you're going to have to say, hey, I'm going to put one man on him, and I'm going to put the far safety and the near safety. You guys both have to keep your eyes on him. So you're literally trying to have three guys stop one person. So that's why these other guys start having big games. So you're playing two safeties high. Uh, yeah, man. I, I don't. I guess you have to. Okay. You play if you play single high. Understand this through film study. I know you watch film too. You can't guard him, man. No, no, it's impossible. And if you play zone, if you play a single high zone, he's just going to run across the field to the gap over the other corner. Right. So essentially, the blueprint is oh, that. Two safeties high, and instead of going man, you're passing them off. You, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you have you have to pass them off, and you have to. To, to your point, the game, um, Tennessee. What Tennessee did so well against these guys was get hands on guys as they crossed their physical. zone. Yeah. They were physical with them. Get my hands on you. You're gonna run by me, but I'm gonna push the crap out of you or, or, or jam you up a little bit, just just to knock you off just a little bit as you go into the next zone. And then guess what? Our communication has to be such that the next zone that you go into. My guy needs to be on his P's and Q's and be ready. We need our guys up front, four guys up front, to try to get home as much as possible. It sucks that Gregory, it sucks that D-Law's out, but we've been able to generate pressure without it. But our four guys are going to have to try to get home because these guys don't like to accept the fact that he that his guys are covered. He hates it. 
And that's what's got him in trouble this year. A lot of those miraculous what the things that make Patrick Mahomes great are the same things that make him turnover uh you know prone. turnover prone. Yeah. So those great plays, those throws across across the formation, across coverage, all those kind of things, those become jump balls. And as long as you have guys that are being physical, and as long as you have guys that are staying in their hip pockets and you're like a pinball going down the field, those opportunities will present themselves. But just understand your character has to be such that you have to be able to bounce back and put the last play away because they're going to get their big plays. It's going to happen the same way that we get our big plays. It's going to happen on both sides. Two things to play devil's advocate to what you just said. One, too high safety is something that a lot of defense have done against the Cowboys this year, right? Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys' offense. To their demise. To their demise. Because the Cowboys have picked them apart because of the weapons, because of the options, and the, the balance in terms of their or game. they'll just turn and hand it off right. and, and pound you with Zeke and Tony. Exactly. We, we have that option. Yeah. I don't know if Kansas right. City has the extent of that option, but yep. I think they have an option to do that as well, especially with as bad as the Cowboys' run defense has been at times this year. Because you think about it both ways. Sure, it's not Zeke, it's not Pollard, but Edwards, Alaire, and Williams can still run the football efficiently. I mean, we saw what Denver did. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams can run the ball efficiently as well. So too high safety it definitely concerns me if there's those options as a whole from an offense. Secondly, you mentioned being physical. Has there been a consistency of physicality on this Cowboys defense this year? Because I don't know if there has been. We've seen moments, Denver for instance, where there's people standing in the gap hesitant to be physical at the point of attack. So yeah. are those two things that the Cowboys defense can afford to whiff on? Because I feel like if they whiff on oh, it, then... Oh, no. Yeah, whiffing, no. Whiffing's quick. not an option this week. So so <laughs> let's go ahead and address that, say that right now. Point. I don't know where I saw it. I was actually meant to send it to you guys yesterday. There was a highlight. Somebody put together a highlight. Uh, I think it was just the NFL. Sounds of the game for Tyreek Hill. And it was them just following him around and his releases. Oh, no. And he's just, oh, excuse me, oh, excuse me. He's yeah. literally just saying, excuse me. He says, every, he's saying, excuse me, every single time. Oh, he no. just He's killing guys off the line of scrimmage. And he's laughing about it, right? Him and the DB are laughing about it, and if the ball doesn't come his way. It's like Andrew Luck saying thank you whenever he gets hit, or like, good job whenever he gets hit. But, I mean, so you can't whiff. You have to... These guys have to be intent on on making sure that everything in practice this week is hands-on. All our DBs, hands-on. Line of scrimmage. Get in these guys. Freaking get a jam, right? If you don't get a jam, the next man gets a jam. Bump him off his straight. He's going to run across. He's like a little, little pinball where he he literally would just weave his way through. And as long as Patrick Mahomes has time back there, he will sit there and hold the ball and wait. If you play zone, if you play too high, right? He If he has time, he will literally just run across from one zone to the second zone to the third zone all the way across the field out the back end. He's coming out the back shoot. Right? Or if you try to go single high, now you're trying to pass stuff off. You're taking the attention of that one safety and saying when he crosses the field, try to cut him off. Well, then what? Now you got these other guys that are getting free. So it's going, it's going to happen, but you have to limit it. And I think the only way that you can limit it is by being physical and staying in the hip pocket. Whenever the ball is in the air, they're going to get their catches, but it better be contested because if you allow these guys to get the confidence to just catch the balls freely – or try to play cover three and play soft, or cover four and play soft. It's going to be a long day. And, you, and you're saying hip pocket. That's just closing. Yes, yeah, closing yeah. that hip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. but I like what you what, you what you're saying. And playing the devil's advocate in this in this situation is is good because you saw what Denver did versus us, and they were effective in that. They were passing off CD. They were passing mm-hmm. off Amari. But again. Those guys were not healthy. Uh, we, yeah. we saw that, and it, and it bolded well for you. But then the next opponent that steps up and tries to do that, they burn them. 
the same thing. The the difference is, and you pointed out, it's our running game. Um, yes. I, I mean, I guess on paper right now, I can see Dan Quinn going with four guys, one linebacker, and six DBs mm-hmm. because he has the safeties, he has the DBs. So I'm sure uh, Jordan Lewis is going to play. Damn near the whole game. Obviously, we know Javon Curse, Jerron Curse is going to play the entire game. But that's the only approach that you can take. And I know they're going to switch it up, too. They're going to switch it up as the the Chiefs play a lot of trips formation. And those screens that you're mm-hmm. talking about, you go around a guy, step back, and next thing you know, Tariq Hill takes the ball, and you're still there. Bumping them off of the line of scrimmage, being f- physical. physical at the line of scrimmage is going to be important. Now, what does that also get you? If you whiff, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Can't whiff. Yes. Bye-bye. So that's a big-time gamble. It is. The other thing they'll do, too, is to try to get Kelsey going. They'll line him up right next to Tyreek Hill. And like we just talked about, he draws so much attention. Now Kelsey's free Mm -hmm. and can kind of win his matchup that way. Um, There was a stat from CBS, I think, that Cover two and cover four have been the most popular coverages against them for a reason. You have you, you can't you really can't do anything else because of that speed element. But to your question, I do think I don't think physicality has been a problem for this defense this season. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of been their calling card. And I, you only pointed out one game though. I did. You only, I did. Only, you only had one game. And, and it was, I'm yeah. Just, I'm trying I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> but they can't you guys are right. Like they can't miss tackles. I mean, no. I think they had fourteen missed tackles against Denver. Dan Quinn said it was like three or four last week. Yeah. So much better, so much more sound, and and so much more physical. This has to be the most physical game, no doubt about it. I don't think that more so than New England. Oh yeah, yeah. And the reason why Tennessee just disrespected Kansas City like that, not only because of the pressure, not only because of the bad decisions by Mahomes, but they hit the crap out of you. They wiped their faces. That's the thing. What's 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 the culture of the? What's their identity in Tennessee? Physical. We're gonna out physical. Well, coach. On both sides of the ball. Anybody that plays Tennessee, you know, you're you're coming out beat up. Yeah. Right. You're Still going Vrabel. Old Vrabel. Right. Oh, you're yeah. gonna get beat. The crap's gonna get beat out of you. Offensively, defensively, special teams. We're hitting you in the mouth if we don't do anything else. You're gonna leave buddy, bloody and bruised. That has to be our approach because Kansas City doesn't like that. This is like the <laughs> I almost use some. No, say. I almost use a fraternity. It's like the Kaplas of the fraternity. Oh wow. He's like these like these are like the you know pretty boys, right? These are the pretty boys of the league. Wow. Now they're they're nice and they're clean and they can make plays, but they don't want to get hit. Mm. They don't want to get hit. Are you in a fret? I'm not mm. fret. I'm drift. I drift. I drift. I He just called the Kaplas the pretty <laughs> boys. They're the pretty boys. They're no more. They walk around with mirrors and everything else. Hey, you call them soft softies. <laughs> no, they're not soft. Not soft. These pretty boys. <laughs> Could get uh, us out. Oh my God! It's Q day, so I think we're okay. It's, it's, it's Q Founders Day today. Is so that what it that's is? That's what it is. All right, well, you threw that uh, out time. Uh, my boy Spice let me know that this morning. Um, oh, but no, goodness. I mean, but you want to hit these guys. I don't think aside outside of the Tennessee game, they haven't been hit, and I don't think they like it. Mm. I really don't think they like it. I don't think they respond well to it. So our guys need to fly. Donovan Wilson, strap them up. Curse, strap them up. Right, KZ. Don't do what you did a couple weeks ago. Strap them up. Got to get in. Okay? I need everybody out there strapped up. Micah, this is your time to freaking unleash it, dude. Put your juggernaut helmet on and run through somebody's soul. Vander Esch, I haven't seen a wolf call all year. I seen one wolf call. That was after Jalen left. I need the wolf call out because we need all 250 pounds of you running through somebody's chest cavity this game. We have to out-physical these boys to make them second-guess anything quick underneath. Coming at you. Yep, there it is. All right, and defensive line-wise – is where it's going to start. It, up yes. front, 
we have got to apply that pressure, and we've got to we've got to relegate, have our four guys up front, or however we're going to switch this up, three, four guys up front. Well, we got to get physical. We've got to get penetration, and we've got to get home. But you point out, Micah, Micah can be a big difference maker in this game. Yeah, he Run really could through somebody's soul. Yeah, I love that. I like it. I want to take that and make it a cow bite, Aaron. Yeah, cow bite. <laughs> well, before you leave, you. Yeah. exactly. Before you leave, let's make it happen. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, how does Dallas get? pressure with this offensive line from Kansas City. We'll talk about it next here on Talking Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with United United Ag and Turf. Turf the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys as he cleans the screen. Clear eye view. See more. Do more. Those Essilor lenses. It was like a javelin on the mic push. Did you that like went, that? That, yeah, went the that, was yet. that was aggressive. You yeah. kept the physicality up. I'm much trying like to, this I'm Cowboys to, yeah, defense needs you to. Said, you understand what I'm, you pick I'm, what I'm putting picking down. it up. I'm picking it up. All right, real quickly before we wrap things up. Kansas City tackles in one words, one word from each of you. Offensive tackles for Kansas City have been trash. Pepe Le Pew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I would probably go a little bit under. Okay. I'd probably say not adequate. But actually, I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah mentioned their two rookies on the interior. They've been part of the strength of their line. Humphrey yeah, and really. Smith. And they've had injuries on the tackle spot too. Like Rimmers has been out, right? So yes. Uh, they yeah, he's been on told, IR. Yeah, I mean, look, going back to the Super Bowl, like Heck mentioned, like that's it's been a problem, you know. Trey Smith out of Tennessee, he's playing the the right guard spot. Creed mm-hmm. Humphrey, who was one of the the more touted 
interior offensive lineman from this last draft out of OU uh, is playing the center spot, and he's been actually really good. Orlando uh, Brown. I got veterans on the end caps, but mm-hmm. uh, yep. but they haven't been great though. Well, not they on one end cap. Kyle Long is out still. Exactly. Yes. I, think that, he, that was, I think that was their game plan initially. Let's get some young guys on the inside, or obviously except for the, the guard from New England, veterans put some top. vets on the outside. And, Sony, yeah. Yeah. and Kyle Long has been on the pup list for quite some time now. Yeah. He's expected to return soon, but still no word on whether or not it'll be this week or not. So, without Randy Gregory, without Demarcus Lawrence, again, how does how did the Cowboys generate some pressure? I'm going to start with Isaiah on this one because I feel like we have something yeah. coming. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in agreement with uh, the Heckma train in terms of Doo-doo. putting Parsons on the end. For news this, flash, ladies and gentlemen. Hold this. on, hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah, news yeah, flash. Here it comes. Back door. Here it comes. Hey, for Here. this game. What? For this game. What? Reason being, reason being, this guy out of any quarterback that we've faced so far this year can hurt you the most. If he gets outside the pocket yeah. and you don't have somebody running after him, our defense alignment won't catch him. We have some really athletic defense alignment. Our current guys that are playing won't catch him. Uh, so you need somebody that's going to put some heat on him. Patrick Mahomes does not like getting hit. Mm-mm. He does not. And he does not do a great job with ball security. We've seen that this year. He, he, he runs with the ball in one hand. He's all kinds of – he's not worried about ball security. He's worried about the big play down the field. And that's why I think if you have a 240-plus-pounder guy who runs a 4-3 chasing after him, it can cause him some issues and give us the opportunities. If Parsons hits him, chance for fumble. If Parson puts pressure on him like I, we like we know he could, then we get those opportunities down the field for those inerrant throws that Patrick Mahomes has liked that he likes to make because he likes those 50-50 balls. He thinks his guys are just that much better than the defenders. Damn sure does. So you're on board obviously. <laughs> no, no surprise there. Wouldn't that be funny if Heckman was like, you know what? I think he's better as a linebacker. No, this I'm week. not gonna do that. <laughs> not gonna do well, that. you know, I mean, the thing is, because of their lack of of a run identity, you don't need a true just linebacker in this in this game. You need people to get pressure, and you need DBs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really like the way that he had a head of steam though against Atlanta. We're able to kind of kind of control that edge a little bit more coming from the second level. More yeah. so than I think he had done previously in that specific mindset. If they brought him on a blitz on multiple occasions, I think that could work as well. Yeah, I, I do as well. However, majority of the day, right? Think about let's just go ahead and just say that Kansas City is going to have sixty snaps. It's safe to say that so Kansas City has sixty snaps. Of those sixty snaps, how many times will he really affect this game at that level? They're not running a lot of stuff within that five yard range. So then blitz him. Well, and that's what Dan Quinn mentioned. When he he was asked about uh, to the effect of he's generating a ton of pressure, how do you feel? Do you feel encouraged that you're using him the right way? Uh, you guys know how much I love Dan Quinn press conferences. He said, mm-hmm. "What an awesome question." I guess that's saying you doing a good job, Dan, or are you a dumbass? <laughs> no. <laughs> but he said he pointed out that you know he's going vertical a lot from the linebacker position as well. But you, I mean, you guys' points well taken. Like this is a matchup where you have to get to Pat Mahomes. In the conversation, I'm going to steal this directly from Nick Eatman, and he he said, "Man, I, I want to use." I want to use Michael Parsons like they use Troy Polamalu. Mm. And I, I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know, just a, a guy that you line up everywhere and you know he can be effective from anywhere on the field. Last week against Atlanta, the one rush where he went, he, he even tweeted Almari Cooper, I told you my dead leg was better than yours. <laughs> you know, and he went dead leg, and the guy didn't even put a hand on him. I, that's just the kind of speed and athleticism that he presents from the, from the, from the edge. And even when he takes a bad angle, you see the speed that he can do to, to 
still get to the outside and not give up contain. He's just a special guy. And coming up against a, a player like Patrick Mahomes, I see him different. I see him as a quarterback that can extend plays with his legs. Yes. No, he does not want to get touched. Him, yeah. But he can extend plays with his legs. And they go to that scramble drill, and that's where he will make a mistake if you're touching him already. All right? And so he's going to try and extend the play, get something across his body. And that's where he was nightmarish yep. at the beginning of the season trying to do this. And also, just looking at the role that they're getting on, look at the games that they've played. Look at the teams that they've beat. So a lot of that may be fool's gold up until this point. And I believe that this Dallas defense, which has been underappreciated to a certain degree, can actually put their stamp on this game. And that be the reminder because yes, we yes. hadn't seen an offense like this since Tampa uh, as far as the weapons that they have. But we hadn't seen a team move formations like this either since mm. Minnesota or maybe mm, against nobody. the Patriots yeah, uh, where, where they, they're doing so many different things out of different formations. So, look, it's just going to be a chess match. And if Dan Quinn is worth his salt, you're going to see it this week. Yeah. I agree with you on the teams and the potential fool's gold for Kansas City. We'll talk about that a little bit more on Friday, but their last two wins have been really impressive against against Green Bay and then against the Raiders. Green Bay without... Oh, that's right. It was without Aaron Rodgers. And they only wasn't scored it? 13 points. Come on. Yeah. Come okay, on. So. That's right. That's good it might be a little Miami Vice in this. I forgot about that. Good point. Good point. We're going to talk about that on Friday. But tomorrow, we preview the Cowboys offense. Yes, sir. I think the Cowboys offense could have another big day. I, I've been looking at this Kansas City defense, and I Don't think there's think some like holes, it? man. Like mm. I think there's some holes. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. Hope you had fun on this one. Lots of excitement around this matchup heading into Sunday. But for Chris. Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harris, and I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!